Hello, this is David Cobbs Jr., CEO of DCJ Enterprises, and this is the first episode of the Far Above Average series. You can find me on social media at David Cobbs Jr. All social media accounts have that name. For my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat, it's all David Cobbs Jr. And my email is david.cobbs737 at gmail.com. I'm here with Daquan Sutherland right now, and we're going to be talking to you guys about the sacrifices you have to make for success, finding your purpose, and men and women. All right, so the first topic we're going to be discussing is making sacrifices for success. Um, talking about our comfort zone. That's 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 the main thing I'm going to be talking about when it comes to um, sacrifice for success because if you're going to be successful, if you take where you're at right now in the position you're in right now in life, the reason why you might not be successful where you want to be is simply because you're in your comfort zone. You know, that's mm-hmm. the human's worst enemy is being in the comfort mm-hmm. zone. When you are comfortable, when you just have your nice comfort zone, it allows you to keep doing the same things that you've been doing that have been taking you nowhere. So, if you're failing or not doing well in a certain area, do the opposite of what's causing that, you know? Mm-hmm. That's called getting out of your comfort zone. And that's what it's going to take to um, be successful. You have to take on healthy habits, have the mindset of a successful person. What do successful people do and how do they think? They think like this. I can do anything I put my mind to. They don't make excuses. They keep certain people around them. They are very confident people. They stand out a whole lot. They think in terms of the future instead of just what brings them current pleasure. If you don't think on these terms, then you won't have success. You got anything to say about that? Yes, um, I want to speak on that part where you said about the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest piece to me because if you accept the fact that you need to get out of your comfort zone, then you also have to know that coming with that means that you have to overcome your fear of, of failing. Mm-hmm. Because when you step out of your comfort zone, that means you are not afraid to fail anymore. Because you're, in, inside your comfort zone, you are afraid to fail. Because anything you try, you think you're supposed to succeed the first time. Yeah. So you have to have an understanding that failure is a part of the process. Because if you go try something and it doesn't work out, that's, that's what we call failure. But that's really just another lesson learned. And that's more information you will have the next time you try. And you will know what not to do and yeah. how to do better in different areas. So the biggest piece to me is not being afraid to fail. Yeah, that's how that's how successful people Getting think. comfortable in failure. Yeah, failure is just a lesson learned. You know, this is what I say. This is the method I say to people. Mm-hmm. You do it, What you do is you got to strategize. And so that way... You try not to get it wrong the first time, but if you do, you I say fail fast, learn fast. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and just fail quick. Just please get it over with mm-hmm. so you can go back and do it better next time and move fast and efficient. That's what really successful people do. Mm-hmm. And the question you have to ask yourself this is, because I know seri- so seriously, people will come to me and be like, man, I just feel like I ain't this or I feel like I'm not doing that mm-hmm. or this, that, and the other. And I'll try to tell these people, all your problems could be solved if you would just that fantasy dream version mm-hmm. of yourself you see in your head. If you would look at that mm-hmm. and then look at you right now and say, okay, now am I really heading in that direction? You have to ask yourself, 
Is the person I am today really going to make me who I need to be tomorrow? The truth. Be completely honest. Mm -hmm. If you answer that question, allow your problems to be solved. And from that point, you just figure out what you did wrong and do the opposite. Accept it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Don't make it. Don't like put fear on the equation like how he said yeah. and being scared to fail. Just do you know? Just do it. Go on out there and just do it. Just it's harder it. when it's in your head. Mm -hmm. The worst problems, like if I tell you some bad news, the worst part is when I tell you. The rest of it is just in your head. That's right. That's right. The you add the rest to yourself. You're talking to yourself yeah. from that point. Yeah, you add the rest to yourself. Um, then when it talks about the comfort zone, a lot of reason why we don't want to leave our comfort zone is because, like how he said, we're scared of failure. And, you know, when we get scared to fail and not succeed at something, um, you have to understand why... Are we afraid to fail? Typically, nine times out of ten, the reason why you're so afraid to fail is because of what somebody's going to think and how you're going to look in front of people if you screw up on something. Nine times out of ten, in most cases, the reason, if you're being completely honest, excuse that noise in the background, if you're being completely honest, Honest. This is a very sensitive camera, so we pick up everything. I mean, microphone, so the microphone picks up everything because it's real sensitive. Um, but yeah, it's all about what people think about us. You know, there was somebody who felt bad about themselves. Um, somebody who felt bad about themselves. They're, they're in college. They're young like me. They're in college. And they felt really bad about themselves. And the reason why they felt so terrible is because they felt like there were other people who were doing such great things and doing all this, that, and the other. And they felt that they were just lying around doing nothing because they're comparing themselves to these other people. Mm -hmm. You know, but in reality, you know, everybody's success story is different. Instead of looking at it from that point, how what if you're getting ready to be the president of the United States one day and they're getting ready to fail with their business? First of all, yeah. when people how you know their business is doing good anyways? That's right. If they if I mean, what it if, took for them to get to that what point. it took for them to get to that point. Because some people you can make three hundred grand a year, but what good does it do if you owe five hundred grand? You see what I'm saying? And you have to real you have to you have to realize that when you're looking at somebody else. That the danger in that is because you're looking at the finished product. You're looking at them in that area in their life where you want to be. So that makes you want to. That makes you give yourself expectations, and you tell yourself that by this time I need to be here, or by this time I need to be there, or when I, by the time I'm 22 or 34 I need to have this, I need to have that. So that's where the stress comes at because now you're 22 and you're at that age and you don't have it. So that tells you that you you messed up and you didn't do something right and maybe this ain't for me. Mm -hmm. But all you're doing is you're learning. And I think that to get rid of the fear and the stress of everything, it's all about enjoying the process. Yeah. Not just thinking every day and focusing so much on the, on the outcome. Enjoy the process. That means actually enjoying the failure of it too, knowing that just because I failed doesn't mean that this is the end. Yeah. And so I'm not going to spend my time looking at what everybody else has and where they are in their life, but I'm gonna spend more time thinking about how they got there. What kept them motivated during their process, during the journey. So when you get to that point, then that just, that, that just gets rid of stress right there because now, now it's all fun to you, even the failure part. So 
Enjoy the process. Exactly. <laughs> Enjoy the process of success. And I say this tax on what he just said. I say this. Hold on. Hold tight to the dream, but hold loosely on the manifestation. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, okay, I can understand making a goal. Listen, don't do, don't be one of the types of people that has not started or done anything. Mm -hmm. You gotta start, and then decides that they're gonna be a millionaire by twenty four while they're twenty two years old, and they mm -hmm. haven't started nothing. Okay, I can see if you went and established yourself up, and you say, okay, now listen, I'm trying to make this million dollar business in the next three years. What can I do? And then you put your head down, wake up early, get mentors and networks going on mm -hmm. for you, and you got everything going good for you. That's a proper way to set a goal. But to just say you're going, you want all these things and do this, we caught, we get caught too much up in dreamland. And you start, and the, the best way to start is by placing yourself around people that's that wants to go in that same direction or that has already been in that direction and know how to guide you in that direction. So you have to place yourself around the people that knows at least a little something about what you want. And in order to place yourself around these people, you have to walk around talking about what you want. You have to change your conversation, change your mindset. Tune your mind up and put your mind on what you want. And that's going to cause your conversation to change. So when you're around people, instead of talking about negativity all the time, you're going to be now talking about this dream you have. And mm -hmm. now, now, you, now your conversation is going to be easily directed because the only people that are going to want to talk to you now are the people that's going to be able to help you. Because they're going to either know something about it or they have the same desire. So now you and that person can work together. So that's an easy way to filter your life of a, a lot of, unwanted conversations or a lot of unwanted energy it's just by sticking to your conversation and that's just that's just that that is exactly <laughs> that's, that's spot on right there <laughs> hanging around the right types of people because i'm gonna tell y'all right now and okay for anybody who's really trying to network I, i'm gonna just go ahead and be which anybody who's trying to be successful should network because people are everything if you're trying to be successful and you Listen, when you're trying to make good connections, let's say if Michael Jordan is my cousin and you are trying to get signed by a college team, trying to get Michael Jordan to help you through me, trying to get me to say, hey, David, why don't you go tell Michael Jordan, you know, your cousin to come help me out and do this. If my cousin ain't helping me, I'm not going to want him to help you. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Small-minded folks who ain't up to nothing are not going to help nobody because people who are going after something in life know the freaking struggle and know how it feels mm -hmm. to have to to have to claw and get your way up. Mm -hmm. People who, they know how to fight. People like us too know what it's like to have to come from, you know, come from, um, have to come from nothing and go try to go all the way to the top. Mm -hmm. We know about this type of stuff. Right. So we would know the struggle. So we're not going to be just sitting back here hating and being jealous. When we get the opportunity to help somebody, we will do mm -hmm. it because that's we know that's what we need. Because we enjoy the process. We enjoy the process. That's right. <laughs> and we so we see somebody else going through that same process. To us, that's just like fun all over again. But even more fun now because I'm not going to have, I know the stress is not going to be there for me because I've already got mine, but I can help him through his stressful situations because I've been there. I've been there, done that. And this is just even better for me now because, because I've already succeeded and I see somebody else trying to succeed and I already know what they have to do. So now I can just watch this person and kind of, it's almost like a game to me because I already know they have nothing to worry about. That's all they have to do. And when they fail, I'm there to tell them, look, that's part of it. 
and I could tell them about all the times that I failed and I could tell them about all the times that I thought about giving up. So it's like, that's just how it works. That's the good thing about having somebody that has already been there. My granddaddy told me, if you've never been to New York, how can you tell somebody else how to get there? Mm-hmm. And to be able to tell somebody else how to get to New York, you need to go to New York. Yeah. So you can't talk about stuff that you haven't gone through all the time. Mm-hmm. You have to have, have you have to have you experience. Have emotional experience. You only have to go listen. Like, I told the story. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell the story again right here. So I was telling Daquan earlier about how um one time, like I was in a play and I had to kiss. We were getting me and this girl were getting married at the end of the play. I was mm-hmm. 14, and the girl didn't want to kiss me, so she stuck her hand up. And we were in front. Of, this was hundreds of people. Now mm-hmm. we were in a, we were in a civic center. Okay, <laughs> this was a community center, and we, you know, my nano orchestrated. She's well known, so everybody came to see us. So this girl stuck her hand up in my face and said, "You're not gonna kiss me," <laughs> and everybody laughed at me. Okay, mm-hmm. see. Now, Daquan might not have gone through that, but mm-hmm. maybe somebody told him to shut up in the middle of class when he was still talking. Feeling. It was the same feeling. Uh-huh. See, that's what that's what counts. And you got see, the same feeling. And you remember when we were talking about that, and when you said that, because I had that feeling before, I knew yeah. how to look at that situation. And I said, but actually, that play was made better like that. It was Because everybody better. expected her to kiss you. See, that was the expectations of everybody. But because she spoke up and said, I don't want to kiss him. That blew everybody's mind because in their minds, they thought she was going to kiss you. Mm-hmm. So in that case, your humiliation was good. Yeah. It worked for your better good and it made the play more interesting. So being humiliated sometimes just makes the process more interesting. See, guys, <laughs> I will go into a room full of people um, and what will happen is I can make fun of myself Exactly. And then get everybody to love me. And all I do is pick on myself. And you know, <laughs> what, the, you know what the good thing about that is? Uh, if you're not afraid of to, to, humiliate your, to humiliate yourself, see, if you're not afraid of failing, which people are afraid of failure because they're afraid of the humiliation. Mm-hmm. So getting rid of the, the fear of humiliation, just it gets you in this bubble where you're just unstoppable. Because nothing nobody can say to you is going to hurt you because you already said it. Like, if you think you got to big head or something mm-hmm. and I walk in the room and I feel like somebody's going to thank that and go whisper to somebody else and say I got a big head I go into the room I hope nobody here don't laugh at my big head in here y'all because I know it's big you ain't got to tell me you just killed them you just killed their conversation you just killed any possibility that somebody's going to humiliate you because you've already took the initiative to do it yourself and they're going to make you try to feel better you know you mean, oh, they can just be your friend at that point that <laughs> you trapped you know? in the only yeah. either be your friend or don't say nothing to me mm-hmm. so the, you, you, if you're not afraid to humiliate yourself and just laugh about your own imperfection, you opening yourself up to the just you're just becoming so powerful like that. Just letting down your pride, first of all. Pride is a killer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pride is a killer. Yeah, pride is the ultimate killer. Um, but like he said, uh, back to humiliation, mm-hmm. like when it comes to success, like how we were talking about, um. The fear of failure, if you're being honest, now, most of the fear of failure, it's not really a fear of failure mm-hmm. unless you have like something like if you're about to lose 10,000 and that's, mm-hmm. or if you're about to lose your car, or your house, or maybe, you know, something, you're about to lose something big, <laughs> but 
the fear of failure is not really a failure, fear of failure. It's a fear of humiliation or mm-hmm. people don't think about. It's really just mm-hmm. a fear of what folks are getting ready <laughs> to think. That's what it all boils down that's to. That's what it is. Think and about that's other people. The thing. Like somebody like want me to about sacrifices for success. Like you gotta sacrifice your bad habits too. Like one bad habit that we have to break. At least break it down as much as you can. Is please mm-hmm. stop caring so much about someone else is gonna think. All mm-hmm. right. So this is what I say to myself to hold myself to that. Because as a human, you're going to care what other people think. Mm-hmm. But you got to regulate how much you do. So this is what I say. I say this. Never tell a lie to cover yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody's opinion should be that important. So what that does is it says like, you know, I'm not going to tell you a lie. Because then that make, that means like your, your opinion has that much power over me that yeah. I got to sit back and be lying yeah. and everything like that. Now you have control over me. Exactly. There you go. Mm-hmm. So even if I don't like what you said, maybe your opinion matters. It's not going to be so bad. Mm-hmm. I can't lay it to a point where I have to lie about it. I at least had to be real about it. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Be real. That's what it's all about. And see, I, um, I always say that honesty relieves pressure. Yeah. And I actually learned that from watching animals. I mean, it's so simple. Take a dog, for instance. If a dog don't want something, he's mm-hmm. not going to pretend that he wants it. He's yeah. not going to eat something that he doesn't want just because you think he should eat it. No. He's, gonna, he's, he's just going to be straight up about it and he's not going to eat it. If you hurt a dog, he's going to let you know you hurt him. He will bite you. He's not going to sit there and say, it's okay, it's okay. Or he's not going to act like he's okay with it. And the other thing about that dog, he's ready to forgive you. See, that's like another topic. That's another topic. Yeah, that's, that's a whole another that, topic. That just would go. That's that's. that's yeah, we we can't <laughs> even go off on that right now. <laughs> that's just too much. But I will throw in one thing. Um, the person who asked me to talk about sacrifice success, like mm-hmm. like they um they also want me to talk about persuasion too. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna dive into that a little bit as well. Uh, we're gonna stay on the top of success for right now, but mm-hmm. we're gonna talk about persuasion a little bit. Just mm-hmm. dipping in on persuasion when it comes to honesty when it comes to persuading somebody the biggest area that you have when it comes to persuasion is getting them to trust only reason Mm -hmm. why they're not just going to take your word for it so this is what i say you have to be vulnerable and then be authentic with them so they can do the same for you Mm -hmm. it's called we have mirror neurons all right that's what us humans do we reciprocate we're built to do that Mm -hmm. if i look at you with an angry face you're gonna look the same way back Mm -hmm. and if i smile at you you're gonna just smile back even if you're confused you're gonna smile anyways and so you do it so you can get them back you have to open people up see there's a gray area persuade the way you persuade somebody is going to the gray area there's black and white where someone's telling you, oh, this happened, that happened, mm-hmm. I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I think this is great, I think that's great. See, that's easy to understand, but the gray area is this right here. But what about this? Or mm-hmm. the only problem is, see, it's what's holding them up. That's what's holding you up. I call that the enemy. Yeah, that's what's holding them up. I, well, it's not always enemy, but like it's that area in between where it's like of questioning and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, everybody has it, but when it comes to persuading somebody, honestly, what he said, honesty and being straightforward mm-hmm. is... The way to go because if I'm honest and straightforward with you, I'm gonna just tell you up front, I'm gonna do this, that, that, and the other. Chances are, I'm not doing this. And when you, guys, when you're being honest with somebody, make your honesty believable. Don't Mm -hmm. say that you ain't never gonna get mad at somebody, you just already know you're lying, and Mm -hmm. everybody, then you that was the worst. Mm -hmm. How about say this right here? Listen, if I get mad, I will try to make it up for you, Mm -hmm. I will try to make it up. Unless you do something that is drastic, then I won't have anything to do with you. See, now that's honestly that's right. believable. That's right. 
it, it, it makes sense. Like it makes perfect sense. But sense. to say that I would never get mad is just a total lie. And when you do it that way, another thing about it is the next time that person does something, it's no, it's no type of conversation needed because you've already set your standards. And they, yeah. you, you, you and that person already have the same understanding. You said what you had to say from the beginning, and now they've done exactly what you asked them not to do. So what is needed to be said, to be said at that point? Yeah, because people like people have been people have been lied to. Mm-hmm. People have been mistreated in life, and so when people have been lied and mistreated to, you know, when they come to you and you're about to persuade somebody, I'll tell you this right here. The person who is doing the persuading is always the one in power. Because if you can be persuaded, you're not fully confident mm-hmm. about some. There's something that you are not fully 100% confident about if you can be persuaded. Um, let me hook the battery real quick. But yeah, you, you can't, you're not fully confident if you can't, if, if, if somebody can persuade you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and people know this, like the person who persuades you, like in this current moment, they have the power to change your life because you're looking to, you're, they're looking to you to make a decision. So they know mm-hmm. this. So they're going to have some type of guard up because, you know, you know, her last boyfriend or her, his last girlfriend mm-hmm. or, you know, the last person who sold me a car, the last person who tried mm-hmm. to sell me something, they did this, that, and the other, you know, uh, with persuasion, you just, you have to be genuine because if you're not, people are going to sense it and you can't really put up a front of fakeness for long mm-hmm. because eventually it's just going, it's going to blow up. It's going to, it's going to get too hard to hold up that, that mask to, to be fake is like uncomfortable. Yeah. See, you, you try, you think you're in your comfort zone. That goes back to comfort zone. Yeah. When you're in your comfort zone, you're not even really in your comfort zone. You're just as uncomfortable as anybody could be because you're not happy. All you all you got time to do is look at what everybody else has. Yeah. And then once you do that, then it makes you feel like you have to work and do something that they did and you just feel like you can't do it. Like, I can't do what they did because they had this and they had that. I didn't have this and I don't have that. So because they had this and they was in this position in their life, I'm not going to be able to do it because I'm not in the position they were in. You might think they had their mom and dad. I don't I don't have my mom and dad. So of course it's going to be easy for that person to do it. That's not the way to look at it. So you that's why you have to go and instead of being don't allow jealousy to come in and say well you know what I'm not going to let this person tell me nothing because he don't understand what I've been through or they she don't understand what happened to me and she just she got there because she didn't have all the pressure and the stress like that. But to change your mindset Instead of feeling that way, you go and say, well, maybe that person can show me the easiest way to do it. Show me the way around all the stress and the guilt and the, and the, and the mm-hmm. discomfort and all of yeah. that. And um, I was talking about, we was talking about honesty too. Being honest is just, a, if you're dishonest about your own emotions because you feel like the other person's idea or their opinion means more than yours, that's all about. That's that's that that goes back to what we were saying earlier about um, what was the word we used when you when you're dishonest because you you fear you you um humiliation fear humiliation, humiliation you yeah. fear of the humiliation because you're like if I tell them that I don't like this then they're not gonna like me yeah and if they don't like me they're not gonna want to help me and if they don't want to help me then I'm not gonna be able to do it because this is the only person I have here to help me. Now guess what guess what guess what you have allowed into your mind now? Passive aggressiveness. Yeah. Now you got somebody here that's trying to help you and you're gonna hate them the whole time because you need them to help you, but you don't want them to help you because you don't feel like they understand your pain or your, your the way 
you came about. Exactly. So all of it just ties in together. All of it ties together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, everything he said was just spot on and made perfect sense. <laughs> I mean, to step out of your comfort, and that's the thing. The reason why it's so hard, like you're already uncomfortable when you're in your comfort. Because I mean, no, the average person, look, okay, let's let's be honest. Let's mm-hmm. be honest. The average life is not it's not really it's not really that good to be honest. Exactly. With you. If we're, we're being it real. Sucks. The <laughs> average life is just it just takes whatever. That's why it's average. It's mm-hmm. medium because it's average. Mm-hmm. It's like making a C in school. That's not when is it. The average mindset. <laughs> See, that's not that's not great. It's like having a C in school. It's not great. But like what he said, we scared to get out the comfort zone mm-hmm. because this sucks. But if mm-hmm. I get out this, like if I put up all my energy and work it up and then go to the next thing and that sucks too, then what am I going to do? Listen, life, you got to just try stuff, especially if you're in your 20s because mm-hmm. you don't want to, I'm not trying to make fun of nobody, but you don't want to end up like somebody who's like, 40s and 50s Mm -hmm. and it's like come on now you gotta have certain stuff together there's too many older people Mm -hmm. especially men acting like grown kids yeah and like you gotta be you gotta lose that fear and step into your step Mm -hmm. out of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. you know i think what would help them is if like they had like a a greater purpose in mind that's the problem you don't have a greater purpose because if you have a greater purpose like hey i'm stepping out of this comfort zone because or else the only way for you to step out your comfort zone, if you don't have a greatest pur- greater purpose and a greater drive, mm-hmm. the only way for you to step out your comfort zone is for you to bottom out and have no choice but to get out. And you're in, in that that's where it is. You have to go, you have to be willing to let go of everything that you thought you had so far. You have to re- be willing to put down your pride. Yeah. Because the, like I said, pride is a killer and, and pride is what stops people from stepping out of their comfort zone because they put together, they put on this large mask of I'm happy. I have everything I need. I'm where I want to be in life. Matter of fact, I don't let's need ask anybody. that real quick. Okay. Okay, here we go. I want everybody real quick. Now, and be honest now. Be honest. Be completely honest. I'm not I'm not eating in the nobody. I'm just want you to be honest. Mm. Are you actually happy <laughs> with your life right now and if not what are you going to do to change it i'll mm-hmm. tell you what you're going to do you're going to use what we just said you're going to use the stuff that we're saying because what we're saying these are the keys mm-hmm. these are the keys and once you have these keys then it's like it just takes off from there everything starts off. to make sense and you, you you're more able to connect the dots break down your mind because you know everybody's also so afraid of a mental breakdown because of the way it sounds. Yeah. You have to really take your time and break down your mental. Because your mental is what's the it's the head of everything. It's the way you see things. So with all this information, if you take all this information that we're giving you, you should have nothing else to worry about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's where we're talking about for success. Now we're going to be moving on to the next topic, which is pertaining to success. And this is something that a lot of people want to hear about. It's called finding your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I say when it comes to finding your purpose. If you want to find your purpose, ask the simple question this. What? I'm not talking about a tangible thing or a person. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about a quality or an attribute, something that you do, something that's inside of you deep down inside. What could you not live without? For example, 
if LeBron James was not athletic, he really wouldn't. If he couldn't play ball no more or be athletic anymore, he wouldn't be LeBron. You know, mm-hmm. if Steve Harvey couldn't be an entertainer anymore, he wouldn't be Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. What makes you you? And that's where you find your purpose at. Mm-hmm. Everybody you like. And you'd be, you'd be amazed at how much of a purpose you have. If you are just a good speaker, look, if you could just speak, I'm over here writing notes like someone can, <laughs> other than Daquan can see it. If you're a good speaker, you could be a lawyer, a politician, you could be a show host, you could anything. be a persuader, you could be a salesperson, you could be a motivational speaker, you could be a preacher, you could be, there is literally a million things you could do, mm-hmm. and you could make billions off of these things, you could do one thing, and then have somebody own that, and then go do something else on the side, there's so many things mm-hmm. you can do, matter of fact, what I just wrote, you could be a show host, a politician, and a lawyer, there are people who are, everybody who's a politician was a lawyer at some point, mm-hmm. well, most of all of them. And if you become a show host too on the side, you could literally do all the three of those things. Mm-hmm. And I just brainstormed them. I know a guy who Real is quick. was was a he was a representative of a state. He was a lawyer and he was a real estate agent all at once. Wow. And that's why he decided because listen, he used everything God gave him. He didn't mm-hmm. just take it was natural. Yeah, this one thing, <laughs> and then. Because you could take one thing and then just split up to a minute. Mm-hmm. It's like eating chicken. You don't just mm-hmm. eat chicken. You're going to eat the salad and the... You eat you grilled chicken and fried chicken. You're going to eat... You can make mm-hmm. so much with chicken. Mm-hmm. So many different types of chicken instead of just eating plain chicken. Exactly. You know? But you know, to, like I said, for that chicken to cook, it has to be able to go through some heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And see, that's why, that's why when does. you're in your process... That's what... like Even though we just talked about failure, mm-hmm. that's a part of the process. You have to be cooked. And to be cooked, you have to go through some heat. After you come out of that heat, now you're ready. Yeah, see, this is the thing. And y'all, please listen, <laughs> listen. Don't listen and pay attention to these Kardashians and Jenners mm-hmm. whose family was literally billionaires. And, you know, and it's it's so easy for them to have us. I'm not discrediting mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is that if your mom, if your parents have hundreds of millions of followers. Mm-hmm. All they have to do is say, go follow my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then instantly you will have millions just like they did, just because you're their kid, just association. And if not, See, you just and not you just have to go a different route. Exactly, you just go a different route. But here's the thing. If you're coming from a position where you have zero followers, little to no followers, and you don't just you're just not there and you don't just have that backing by family or anything, you are gonna have to go through a lot of rejection, humiliation. Mm-hmm. When you make, I remember one time I was making these perfumes and colognes, you know. And what you do is you just, whenever you make an idea, you take it around, and get people to test it. People reject it. People say it doesn't smell good. People don't like it. People say they're gonna wear it and then they never wear it because when you go to the house, the container's still full, mm-hmm. and everything. Like, see. You're going to have to go through all that type of stuff. You are an intelligent person, and then people don't take you freaking seriously. And just because you don't have some credentials, but in order to get credentials, you have to do something. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? You have to do a buildup. So you're going to get overlooked a lot. People are going to talk junk about you. Some people are mm-hmm. going to talk junk to you. You know what I mean? It's all a pro- of the process, all the heat going unrecognized. Mm-hmm. When you have, let me tell you, if you have a great gift, I'm going to tell you exactly what it's like. If you have a great gift that mm-hmm. no one pays attention to or people discredit, mm-hmm. it's just like being on an island of starving people mm-hmm. and you're the only one with an abundance of food mm-hmm. and then everybody just doesn't even look at you. It's like you're invisible, but you have, you have mm-hmm. what they need to fill them up. They want what you have, but they don't want you. It's like they want you without 
everything that comes with you. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like that's that's where you get. That's why I, I call them energy vampires. Yeah. Uh, because they want your energy. They don't want you along with it. Exactly. Because when you come along with it, you're going to protect the energy. So when you're around people and you give, you're spreading this energy. You don't want to just give this energy off and they have this energy and do what they want to do with it. You mm-hmm. want to protect it. So that's why these people don't want you along with the energy. Um, that's it for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was just... Yeah, but what we were saying about that energy, the, the energy is real, y'all, because mm-hmm. that's going to be your whole entire momentum. You know, as mm-hmm. soon as you run out of energy, that's why you got to... That's why I say... Um, and I know somebody needs to hear this because mm-hmm. this is real, real important. Please allocate your resources perfectly in terms of like your emotional bank mm-hmm. account. And the reason why is because there is so much, listen, you're like a battery. It ain't but so much energy that you got. So mm-hmm. if you put it out to people who are going to misuse it, now you don't really have time for people who, you, you can't have energy for people who are going to um, use it properly. Exactly. So for example, like let's say if you got, you got two batteries. If you're going to play video games all day, when it's time to watch TV, you ain't going to have enough to do that. See, you put energy into all these other people and all this stuff, mm-hmm. and it ain't got energy for yourself and nothing else like that. And that's what honesty steps in there. If somebody comes up to you and they're giving out this bad vibe, they want to talk about this negative this, this negative conversation, and you know that it's draining your energy, it's, it's up to you right then at that very moment to say, hey, I don't want to hear that. Like, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't need to, to allow any of that into my life right now. I'm focused on this. If you want to go and do what I'm doing, if you're on this same path that I'm on, then why don't we just change the conversation? You, it's up to you to tell people right away when they're doing something to to disrespect you and what you have going for yourself. Because mm-hmm. you got to protect your energy. I was eating that, um, and this is just an example of mm-hmm. honesty and being straightforward and protecting your energy. I was eating that golden corral, mm-hmm. and then place was dirty. Like every plate was dirty. You just did go to corral like that. Man. I know, but every plate up in there was just dirty. So I'm over here. I got a stack of like 13 plates on a separate table because mm-hmm. I'm gonna look through these plates mm-hmm. until I get a good one. Because I told people three times to go get some clean plates, and mm-hmm. I got on their nerves. And one of them cut their eyes at me. Mm-hmm. But that's not the point. You gotta stand your ground. That really doesn't matter. I'm not gonna sit here. And eat off a dirty plate. And I'm not going to sit here <laughs> and watch other people eat off of a dirty exactly. plate as well. Exactly. So I'm sorry if I look annoying, but what would you want me to do? I mean, if I know the plates are dirty, just leave it there for somebody else to exactly. get. I wouldn't eat it. I don't want you to eat it. And you just of being it. honest. I'm just being honest. You're just calling it how you see it. Yeah. And that's what, and just like in that situation, it's the same thing out here when you're living a day-to-day life and you have goals and you have expectations for yourself and you have things you want to do everybody's not going to agree with it you know what you want and what you don't want you knew that you wanted a clean plate and you knew that you didn't want a dirty plate now it was hard for you to get people to see it that way because they thought that you should have you should have just accepted the dirty plate took a napkin or something cleaned it off and ate out the plate you didn't want a dirty plate so you were so confident in what you wanted and didn't want that you knew to stand your ground and did and not back down until you got a clean plate. And in as an outcome of that, because you stood your ground, and even though everybody's looking at you like you were crazy when you came up and saying, you know, you, you was giving your understanding of your beliefs, you could have felt humiliated to the point where you just gave up and just either left the restaurant yeah. or took the napkin, cleaned the plate off, and ate on it. Been hungry. 
and been hungry or had to <laughs> choose something else that you didn't really want because yeah. you wanted to go to Corral. But because you stood your ground, you helped go to Corral. You helped go to Corral. You helped the people that were there, and you helped yourself. And I, yeah, the people I helped people working, and the people who eat because now, because everybody now let's be honest, everybody knew them plate with everybody who picked up a plate knew the plate was dirty. Somebody else might have taken it to somebody else to say something. Somebody else might have taken it to the to the owner of Go to Corral. When then everybody would have been in trouble. But because you 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 got it out of the way right there, mm-hmm. you helped everybody. So just like that, just like in that in that situation, when you know what you're going for in your life, you have to be willing to be humiliated at first. You have to be willing to be put down at first. You have to be willing to be doubted and all of the above because you need to stand your ground in that in that position. You need to keep your position. Yeah. Keep your mindset like this is just how I'm how it's starting out. I'm starting out this way. Yeah. This is not the way I, it's going to end. Yeah, then everybody, you know, after a while, when you really make a name for yourself, everybody's going to think you're else man. Over. And then ain't nobody going to call you stupid. Everybody's going to think you're the man at that point. You'll be the but man. Here's the thing that we were talking about standing your ground. Everybody's always taught, I'm going to diverge a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody's always talking about this. Hey, you know, um, I, you know, ain't nobody gonna say nothing to me. I ain't gonna tell nothing for nobody. But you say all this crap. They don't, ain't nobody gotta say nothing bad about you because you you already say crap about yourself. Mm-hmm. Man, you already take so much crap from yourself. Mm-hmm. No one even has to. No one even has to put any crap on you because you take so much crap from yourself. See, earlier we were saying that same thing, yeah. but it was in a good way. And this is how that same mindset could be turned against you, because you know if you say things about yourself, it can help you in a in a sense that. You don't have to worry about somebody else saying it. But at the same time, if you're going and you're and you're you have a goal set for yourself, but you're going at this goal speaking negative about yourself, then everybody else that already thinks negative about you could just sit there and watch you tear yourself down. Mm-hmm. But and another thing, another thing I want to talk about too. We were talking about honesty earlier. Oh yeah. And you talked about emotion, mm-hmm. your emotional bank. That's important too because if you've hurt, if let's say you you failed at something, it's hurting you. And you want to cry right there. You, you just sad. You, you just feeling sad. But instead of doing how most of us do every day, act like we're okay, everything is good. But on the inside, you feel like a, a bomb about to explode because you just don't know what else to do. Mm-hmm. If only you would just release that pressure. Let the people know around us. Don't be afraid to be humiliate, humiliated. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and cry like, oh my God, that hurt me so bad. Why are you crying for? Because I've been working hard on this and this just... I feel like it just everything just fell down on me. And if you were me, you'd be crying too. If you were me, you'd be crying too. And you never know. Now everybody understands that, wow, maybe I can pitch in and help him with this. Or what can I do to help him? And you're going to have some of those ones too that are going to kick you while you're down. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have the ones that have been waiting to see you fall and they see you at that point. They're going to kick you. But it's always going to be somebody there that's going to know what to say to you. Somebody there's gonna Somebody's going to be there that cares and going to know what to tell you to help you in that point, because you were honest with yourself. Yeah. So because you were honest with yourself, you helped yourself out and somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because now when you when you finally meet your success, now the people that saw you cry, they're gonna remember. They're gonna be able to remember that dang, that's the same that's the same boy that I saw, or the same little girl I saw crying because she couldn't do this or she couldn't do that. But look at her now. Now you have become the confidant of the other people that will be crying when they fail at a situation so don't be afraid to fail it just i just keep going back to that don't be afraid to fail don't be afraid to be humiliated don't be afraid 
to lose. Because I no, because I mean, those are the three points for um the person that because one of my friends said, Hey David, it'd be nice if we could talk about sacrifices. It says, mm-hmm. I want to know about that. I want to hear about it. Okay. The central focus, the central point of this whole message, mm-hmm. the whole reason why people can't go after success is because you're afraid to fail, afraid to lose, and afraid to get human. That that's honestly what it is. Because mm-hmm. outside, you're afraid to lose something or be mm-hmm. humiliated by something. You know, mm-hmm. it's all the failure of something or something. Mm-hmm. Now we're gonna transition over to the next topic: um, uh, men versus women, and not men versus women in a bad way, but you mm-hmm. know, this topic is about this is a deep one. This is a deep one. We're talking about. Can men and women be best friends mm. and not have sexual feelings or get into dating or relationship or anything like that? Um, I'm going to start off by saying this. I'm going to start off by saying this. <clears throat> God made man and woman for marriage and sex. Mm-hmm. Those are the two purposes that men and women were made for. Um, I'm going to be straight up honest, be, and anyone else who is an honest person will attest to what I'm saying as the truth. And put God first in everything you do. Yeah. See, men and women cannot be best friends if both the man and the woman find each other attractive. There is a psychological term. I forgot what it is. But what it is, is once you become so close to a man or woman, see, this is what it, see, this is how it works. There are certain qualities that women are supposed to be attracted to in men and men and women. Mm -hmm. The more you get to know a man or woman because you're their their best friend, the more you see those qualities that you are hardwired to look for come out. Mm -hmm. And eventually you have sexual feelings because your genetics are saying, hey, look, he has, look, checklist, he has this, he's this, he's this, he's that. Okay, time to make kids. Mm-hmm. That's what genetics are saying. Women were programmed to find certain traits in the men and men the same with women. Mm-hmm. So if you have a female or a male friend that is attractive, you're not going to be best friends with them and not catch feelings. Mm-hmm. And like I said, if, if y'all are being honest... Because I know somebody's going to be like, well, I've got a bunch of guy friends and none of them are attractive mm-hmm. to me. Um, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, that is not true. You know, that's not true. They're attracted somewhere. The, exactly. But the point I'm trying to make is if if they find you attractive, like if they can say, man, he's cute or she's cute. Mm-hmm. And then you have a great personality because if you didn't, if they didn't think you had a great personality, they wouldn't be so close to yeah, you. Yeah, they wouldn't be around. So good looking and the great personality, mm-hmm. that's a mate right that's there. That's chemistry. That's chemistry, and that's a mate right there. And it's funny because you always see these couples, and even in all of our own lives, mine, mm-hmm. Daquan's, and in all of y'all's, mm-hmm. everybody's own life, you know what happens. Oh, we're just friends, we're just friends, and then a month later, you're dating somebody. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a, the couple in school, they just so for everybody's time, they dating, they dating, and mm-hmm. they just keep on saying they're friends, and everybody knows in a month, boom, they're in a relationship. And you, and you said something about how we're programmed. Um, to expect certain things from males or females. Yeah. Like when we, let's say we're mingling and we're looking for somebody. We, we're already pretty much programmed to expect a certain personality. We already know what we're looking for in a guy or we know what we're looking for in a female. We know what we're looking for in just a friend. So now, now I'm going to speak on why sometimes this doesn't work. 
why sometimes you meet somebody or a lot of people get in relationships that they just know. They know without a doubt at the beginning of it. And I say at the beginning of it because that's important. So at the beginning, you just know that that person is the one for you. Mm-hmm. They, they have met everything. They have met every requirement that it would take for you to like them. Yeah. So why not? So I understand that part. Yeah, but this is, where the, this is the mistake people make. You have to also take time and learn the flaws of these people. You meet somebody, you've seen all the good things, you you found every every good aspect of that person that you wanted. See, that's it's dangerous because when you when you when you become gullible, let's say you've tried a few times now, you become gullible now. Now you're gonna be looking and you're gonna be trying your best to make make yourself you you're gonna want yourself to be right about how you feel about somebody. So yeah, um, when you meet somebody and you're like, well, I'm looking for this, I'm looking for that, I need this, I need that. You're already walking up to that person hoping that they're going to be that. And because you're so gullible at that moment, you're going to tell yourself things. Like, you're not going to try to, you don't want to find anything negative in that person because you're like, I want this to be the one. I really, really, really want this to be the one. He got the looks, she got the looks, he or she got the personality I need. I want this person to be the one. So that's why you got to be careful about being gullible because if you don't take time and before you jump into it, okay, we understand that this person is handsome, this mm-hmm. person is beautiful, <laughs> this person is, the, the everything about this person is, is good to you. It's like, this is the one. We understand that. The mistake that's made is that we don't give ourselves enough time to form the friendship before we try to um, form the relationship. Yeah, date your best friend, you know? Date your best friend. Yeah. Keep them as friends long enough until you until you know that it's been long enough for it's, you yeah, to find best, out about yeah. their flaws too. Yeah. Now, if you're best friends when you find out about somebody's flaws, then you can more easily talk about yeah. the flaws and you can yeah. tell them about your flaws and then it may become a relationship because now you can relate to their flaws. They can relate to yours. That's where the relationship comes from. Exactly. But then we got a lot of friendships going on, but no relationship. See, and that's the thing right there. Like They can go in so many directions. This is like, this is the person like, I'm targeting the person that has this question. When I say this, if you think that you can be a male or female. If you think that she is cute and she's got a nice body and, or she thinks that he's cute and he's got a nice body as well. If you are thinking that about these people and you are just friends now, mm-hmm. it is a matter of time before you catch serious feelings mm-hmm. and become best friends. Like mm-hmm. I said, and then eventually I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen. You're going to become such close best friends mm-hmm. And you two are going to keep on denying that you have feelings until the weight, the weight of pretending like you don't have feelings is eventually going to crush you. Mm-hmm. And someone's going to admit it. And then it, it, because <laughs> it's going to feel like this right here. It's going to feel like saying that we're friends. It's going to feel stupid. Like I remember I listened to this one couple. They call it and, friends with benefits. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> I listened to this one couple on YouTube and they said, when do I... When do I know that somebody, when do I know I should marry this person? And they said, we personally, we decided to get engaged once it felt like 
he felt like so much of my husband mm-hmm. that it felt stupid calling him my boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens. Eventually, mm-hmm. you're going to be such close friends that mm-hmm. it's going to, and you're going to develop these feelings and it's going to feel stupid mm-hmm. because it's going to go from a friendship to like, okay, you guys are pretty much in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Like you're always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. You're always this and that. And you're pretty much in a relationship except without, you know, the romance. Maybe you have it there. Maybe yeah. it's just not an official relationship. And it's a natural thing. It's just like, it's just like, Somebody that bad. let's say somebody's lonely or they don't really have too many people in their life that understand them. Okay, yeah. let's say you take a young guy mm-hmm. and he goes and he's talking to this older lady. Yeah. Now, this older lady knows exactly what to tell him. She knows how to take care of him. There's only a few different directions that can go. This young guy just found an older lady that can help him in in areas where he might not be able to understand for himself. Now. That guy may even catch feelings for that older lady. But like you said, because they formed a relationship, see, that would make them, that would cause them to form a relationship. He's going to love that lady. She's going to love him. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a son and mother type of thing. So at a certain point, that guy is going to be so uncomfortable just calling that lady by her name. He's going to want to call her, he's going to want to put a handle on her name. He's going to call her his aunt or something or his mom, mm-hmm. or that's my grandma. I, I, she just somebody I met, but I call her this, but I call her that. So yeah. that's, it's the same thing when you meet a friend. After a while, if y'all are connecting that much, if, if you don't do nothing but call that person your brother or your sister, you've changed something. Yeah. You need to change something about that person, and you're giving that person a different respect. Yeah. So even if, even if you're mingling, and you, um, you got friends and everything, you're mingling, that's how you mingle. You look for a friend first. Mm-hmm. Then you let the relationship build itself. The relationship is not something you try to build. That's that's something that would happen naturally. It's a natural occurrence. Through the friendship. Yeah. That's why I myself, okay, I'm not saying like don't go on dates at all. Mm-hmm. But guys, like be, because I see everybody is so geeked to have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> everybody, it's like don't try to force the main goal. Like don't try to force nothing. Get a relationship you know? with yourself first. Yeah. Find yourself please. first. Please do. And be honest about who you are. That way you don't have to worry about holding up this, this mask when you meet when you do meet the person that has the potential. Exactly. You 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 they know everything about you. So now if they're still hanging out with you, then you're not worried about anything. You know that they know everything about you and they like you and not the person that you were pretending to be. Because if you go and pretend to be you if you pretend to be somebody and somebody come in and they like you so much because of the person you're pretending to be, yeah. they're not liking you. No. So two or three months down the road, when that person starts and you realize that you and that person are drifting away and you don't understand why, it's because you you weren't all forward at the beginning. So now when y'all are learning more and more about each other, y'all are realizing that y'all were better off as friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um see. <laughs> This deep <laughs> This man. All right. See, there's and see, there's nothing wrong, guys. Because I know we're saying a lot of deep stuff right mm-hmm. here, but listen. You know, being best friends with a boy or a girl, mm-hmm. or going to best friend to relationship, or however mm-hmm. you see, there's nothing wrong with that. There is something wrong with if you think that you can sit here and be best friends mm-hmm. with someone who you think is attractive mm-hmm. from the opposite sex to the point where you're looking, thinking they got a nice body or they real cute or mm-hmm. they real good look, and then sit there and think, and then turn around and think that you can just sit there and just be best friends mm-hmm. the whole time. And then, no, you're going to be so pissed. Mm-hmm. You're going to be pissed. 
when you see somebody else talk to him or something mm-hmm. like that because y'all lying saying you don't like yep. see because you lie you, see you lie to yourself and then be like this well, you know, we just best friends, so you know, I'm gonna just go and look for another guy, or I'm gonna mm-hmm. look for another girl. When you know that that's the person that you want and need to be with, mm-hmm. and you're gonna try to find somebody else, and you be pissing them off. See all that weight you were talking about? It's gonna yeah. come out. It's gonna come that out. That weight's gonna come out. Some on. way or another, it's gotta come out because, like you said, that would be the very thing that would trigger that. All they have to do is see somebody else hug hug your friend, you know, or. or, or Say anything to them that you don't really want to be said. Yeah. They go and say something to them or do something to them that you haven't done. Mm-hmm. They hug them real tight and you haven't even done that. So that's that weight. Everything you've been hiding, at that very point, it's going to come out because you're going to show some type, some form of jealousy or anger, and they're going to pick up on it. And that's the point. At that point right there, they're going to have to ask you, what's wrong? <laughs> and you're going to either have to tell them or lie. Mm-hmm. This is where you're... This is where Honesty comes back in again. Exactly. Whether whether you choose to do it at the beginning or at some point down the road, it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then Daquan and I will both tell you this. Mm -hmm. Because I know, because it's always, Mm -hmm. I I, I know we we have to talk about this too. (laughs) What do men want? What do women want? All right, here we go. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it real straight out, real up front. Check this out. Women want to be adored. Mm Mm-hmm protected and they want to be loved Mm -hmm. men want to be treated with high high respect they want to be felt like a made to feel like a boss Mm -hmm. they want to feel like they are reigning Mm -hmm. except that is the that is the best way to feel women want to be adored and admired Mm -hmm. and feel loved and feel protected and Mm -hmm. safe like they don't have to worry about anything they want to feel like they're the most important thing in Mm -hmm. the world they want to feel like they are just so amazing men want to feel highly respected they want Mm -hmm. to feel like the big boss Mm -hmm. anytime one of those things gets disrupted your relationship has a problem Mm -hmm. i guarantee you any of your relationships problem um, it stems from one of those things being disrupted uh-huh. because there are sometimes certain women, like they say that a lot of women who are CEOs and in very high positions sometimes have a hard time getting married and being in relationships. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you the reason why. That's a dominant person. A dominant woman will mm-hmm. have a hard time dating sometimes mm-hmm. because... Mm-hmm. A dominant woman is so high up and powerful Mm -hmm. that she won't like a passive man Mm -hmm. because she feels like she wears the pants. And then there's that woman because there's always that woman side of her that wants to be led and cared for and protected and safe. So she doesn't want to wear the pants, but she's always wearing the pants because she's a woman. Because she picked up a a, a sense of pride. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But the, um, well, I don't necessarily know about a sense of pride, but well, yeah, a a healthy sense of pride. Mm -hmm. And then you got um, the fact that a dominant man would not, a lot of times, dominant men don't necessarily want dominant women because it's like having two bosses or two lions in one cage. It's like two people can't be the boss. Mm-hmm. I'm going to just be real. Women, please don't try to dominate the relationship. If the man cannot be the boss, there can be no relationship exactly. unless he's passive because typically women would not want a passive man, mm-hmm. a man because it sometimes it will lead to them not feeling loved or protected or having a rock. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, dominant men might not always like a cause a dominant man, I'll, I'll explain that. Mm-hmm. A dominant man is a man who 
is extremely confident. He's usually the leader. He mm-hmm. usually steps out and does what he wants. Mm-hmm. He usually goes after what he wants. Doesn't matter whether he gets or not. He goes mm-hmm. after what he mm-hmm. wants. He respects everybody. He networks. He's usually the first one in line to do something. He, he's the person who always like to lead and take charge, you know? Mm-hmm. And a passive woman fits that because a passive woman allows him to be who he is mm-hmm. and she will submit to him and be willing to follow him because dominant males... Um, truly dominant males, not men who are just uh, buff mm-hmm. and aggressive, mm-hmm. but truly dominant males are typically highly intelligent men, mm-hmm. um, and that's what causes them to be dominant. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily their aggression and stuff like mm-hmm. that, but their intelligence allows them to be dominant, and they want to go out and do stuff. Dominant males are too busy organizing, innovating, facilitating, and doing things, mm-hmm. but see... A passive woman would fit that because she's like, okay, yeah, I'll let you do it. And she'll follow along with him and she'll submit to him and everything like that. But a dominant woman, she might, you know, kind of get at him. Like, no, nah, this is, this is, yeah, bump heads mm-hmm. with him and stuff like that. And um, it's funny you, you brought this topic up because me and my, my little sister were just talking about this today. Mm. I was trying to explain to her why men and women don't get along as much because of that, because of that very reason. And if we go back to um, the last the last topic we were on, um, when we were talking about from the friendship first. See, if we form the friendship first, because a dominant man might be broken because yeah. of something that happened in his life. Yeah. See, he might be still a little boy at some point. He may have just learned how to become this dominant man. Now, if he's still this little boy, and there's still a part of him that the, the female or the woman might not know about. Mm-hmm. She might just see this dominant man. And see, that's her expectation. He's a dominant man, so that's all she sees, and that's what she's looking for. So now they're going to try this thing out. Yeah. But before the friendship. Be- but they're going to skip the friendship because the man going to say, you know what? She's a dominant woman. She got everything under control. Oh, and she's going to say, that's a dominant man. He got everything under control. We, ex- we write for each other. But... They didn't form the friendship first. So now they don't know about the the brokenness and all the pain on the inside or things that happened in their past or how they got to be this dominant person. They never talked about this because a lot of us never heal from it. We just be, we just become this dominant person and we're actually bitter too. Some of us get so bitter and that's why, we, that's why we're so unstoppable and that's why nobody can tell us nothing because we're bitter. We don't need anybody telling us nothing because... I've got this far by myself. Yeah. So now that this dominant woman is there and this dominant man is there, but this woman is looking for not just somebody to live with, but somebody to die with. Yeah, somebody to die with. She wants somebody that she's guaranteed to be with for the rest of her life, and yeah. they're going to be there until she dies. And the man is looking for somebody to just take care of him and keep him from dying. <laughs> so it's like he's looking for basically like a mother, and she looking, she's looking for a dad. Yeah. So now when you go there and y'all both of y'all are together and maybe y'all done got a house and everything or y'all living together, not realizing that this man is really just looking for a mother figure because he's still broken as a boy. Mm-hmm. And this in the in this girl or this female is looking for a, a father figure figure because she's she's broken as a girl. But mothers always see it's like a chain. Because the mother might the mother of that girl might have been broken too. And she taught the girl, don't let nobody run over you. Don't ever let no guy run over you. And the guy was always taught, don't cry. Don't tell nobody your feelings. So now 
they're taking these same equations and they're trying to make chemistry with it. But because both of them are broken, because neither one of them sat down and talked about their past and understand their boundaries and, and talked about the do's and don'ts. And you, if you do this, I'm going to leave. Or if you do ever do this right here, I'm going to leave. Or if you don't do this, I'm going to leave. So with that being said, I was telling my sister, I said, sometimes for it to work, you have to, a female actually has to be willing to accept all of that male. She has to already have in her mind that there's a possibility that this male might have some, some tuning up to do. He might have some parts about him that I'm not going to like. Because the female already has it in her mind. If somebody cheats on her or if, if he does this or if he's, he's lacking this area, he ain't for me. Okay. But all you saw was the dominance. You saw what you wanted to see at first, but you didn't get to know him enough to know that he was broken. So now you're together, and he's doing stuff that's upsetting you, and you're doing stuff that's upsetting him. What, and what is that? The female is now acting like his mother because he's acting like a little boy now. Now the female is getting tired and worn out because now she feels like she's raising a boy. But this guy came around looking for just that. Now, where females have to kind of get to a point, they got to realize that if I really want to get a guy and keep him, if, if at this point, it's, it's, it's not about what's right anymore. If I really want to get another, the next guy that comes into my life, if I want to keep him, I have to be willing to accept all of him, deal with it, and maybe if he, he realizes that I'm different from the other ones and I really love him for him and I'm willing to work with him and help him understand why he does what he does or what's going on or what made him stay out so late or what made him talk to me that way what made you do that let's 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 figure that out what made you do that that guy will show that female so much respect not saying he's not going to still do that for a little while but at a certain point he's going to get sick of doing it and i also said to my sister i said because it's it's just a thrill in doing things you're not supposed to do so if a guy has a female and she's putting all these put all this pressure on him telling him what he can and can't do that's going to make the boy come out of him and say, because I'm dominant and she don't tell me what to do, I'm going to do it just because she said I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So you just, it's so much into it that you have to realize. So female, it doesn't sound right. I'm not saying it's right. You have to be willing to be okay with, with the imperfections too. Mm -hmm. Because y'all already in a relationship. Because that's just, it's both of y'all's fault because y'all didn't get that stuff clear in the beginning. So now that y'all in this, since we're here, let's make it right. The only way to make it right is to accept it. Not to go against it. I can't be this guy's mother because he does want me to be his mother, but not in a sense to tell him what he can and can't do. He just want me to be his mother in a sense to take care of him, cook for him, comfort him. When he goes out there being this dominant guy, he won't, when he comes home all beat up and beat down, he's the little boy at that point. So he needs somebody to have his clothes folded up just like mama used to do, um, feed him, the, the food better be good, it, it, run his bath water. Now, females today... They're taught, and I feel like it's, it's, it's programming. I don't know. They're taught that they shouldn't have to do all that stuff. What's wrong with the man doing that? Now, you will get that. If you do things for a man, if you take your time and actually just nurture him, nurture him and understand who he is and why he does the things he do, not just point out that he does those things, but understand why he's doing it. Go find a little boy in that man. You know what I'm saying? Women say he just he just like a boy. He, he just immature. But they never take time and try to nurture that boy back and make connections with the little boy and the man. 
take that dominant person that you met and the little boy that you're now meeting and try to make connections with it. Now you'll have your knight in shining armor. And now you'll have somebody that's going to sweep you up off your feet because now they're full. That they, they were just a part of the person you wanted. Now they're the full thing. But the only way to get to the full potential is if you break down what's going on, accept what's going on, fix it, and then the tables will turn. Now this guy won't even have to, um, he won't have to go out and try to find things in other places because now he's getting everything he needs right at home. Because not only that you're, not only she's helping him set standards, but she's also understanding him in, even when he's not being perfect the way she thought he was. Now he knows that I can mess up and I don't have to worry about her leaving me. Now he knows that I can mess up, but she's going to still be there for me. And at, at a certain point, that guy will realize that, you know what? I'm not interested in doing those things anymore that hurts her because she doesn't deserve it. I don't. Because there comes a time in every man's life that things just get boring. So when things get boring and you're there and you were doing everything that you needed to do and, and you're the last thing that's there and you just, all he can think about is all the good you've done. You didn't, you didn't beat him up about nothing. You didn't get on his nerve about nothing. And now all this guy can think about is all the good you've done. Now, this is where the female will win. But see, females are so afraid to let down the pride and say, you know what? I understand everything. What what am I doing to make you want to do that to me? You know, even if you don't think you're doing anything, ask anyway. Am I doing something to make you want to do that to me? Can I be better in this area? Letting down the pride. And then that man will say, you know what? You, you might you might see that guy going to buy gifts for no reason. He might be bringing you little, little, little surprises and teddy bears. Or he might just want to take you out to eat for no reason. Because now he can draw connections to you as a mother and as a wife. Because if a guy can't draw connection to a female as a mother and as a wife, they can't draw any connection at all. Because you have to have a mother figure. A guy wants to see a female being able to raise kids and understand what those kids do and not throw tantrums. And he wants to know that this mother is not going to step out on the kids and go do drugs or just, just walk out on the family. He wants to know that these kids are going to be safe with this female when he's at work being the dominant man. And... Then he also wants to know that you know how to be his wife at the same time. That when he fails or that when things aren't looking good, you're going to still be there. You're not just going to humiliate him and, 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 and talk about his negative actions and, and walk out on him. So that's just how it works. You have to be willing to work out the, the, the kinks in, in, in relationship. And this is for the people that have already you know, moved too fast and jumped into something that they probably regret now. That's how you deal with that situation at that point. It's, it doesn't always have to end. Sometimes you just have to step back, take it back a few steps. Let's go back to being friends for a while. Let's talk, let's talk like we used to when we were friends, when we were going out having good times, and we weren't arguing. Let's talk about some stuff that we didn't talk about then so we can keep this. That's how you save your relationship. With, and that's with anybody. <laughs> yeah, um, and here's one thing. Uh, I know this question... I know this question comes up a whole lot too, you know, when do I let this person go? You know, mm -hmm. that question is going to come up a lot. When mm -hmm. am I going to, when am I supposed to let this person go? And so the question you want to ask, this is, this is how you find out the answer to that. When the pain that they bring you and the stress that they bring you 
is outwearing the pleasure and prosperity and peace that they bring you mm-hmm. and you've tried to help them and they're not budging, that's how when you know it might be time to end things. You have to ask yourself this. Is this fixable? First of all, that's the most important. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, these are two both equally important. Is it fixable? And am I? do I actually want... Is it worth fixing? Mm-hmm. Because like I said is earlier, worth, yeah. with the emotional accounting stuff, some mm-hmm. people... Guys, some people is just not waste. Your time is precious. You have a meaning, a purpose. Mm-hmm. You have a destiny. You were built. You... Everybody, we were all built as children of God. Mm-hmm. God is almighty. Mm-hmm. We have, that is our, that's our heredity. Mm-hmm. Our heredity is royalty and power and strength, mm-hmm. just like our father God. Mm-hmm. Your time, everything is valuable and very precious. Don't waste it on certain people. Certain people simply just don't enjoy it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, not enjoy it, but they don't deserve it. They don't enjoy, yeah. They don't. They don't. Yeah, yeah they enjoy the heck out of it. And matter of fact, let me talk about yeah. <laughs> they do let's enjoy talk it, about those people who enjoy it. See, there are certain people who are takers, and relationships mm-hmm. affect your success. There are certain people that are takers. Mm-hmm. There's two types of takers. The people who just ask you, those people, they'll ask you to take their responsibilities and do this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. And then you have the other takers. Now, the other takers are the people who will allow you to suffer because you're taking care of their responsibilities. It's not right for somebody who can work harder to just allow their friends to pay off their bills. Mm-hmm. And you know you can work harder. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to see some people for what they are. Like, exactly. if you have a boyfriend, and you know what I mean? If you have a boyfriend, this man is well, he's well built in everything. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him. And he's not going to go to school. And he ain't going to work. Mm-hmm. He ain't going to do one or the other. Listen, mm-hmm. that's that. That's listen to what terrible. you're calling him. Listen to what you're calling him. Exactly. A boyfriend. Yeah. So it just, it, it's like that just spoke, that just summed up everything I just said before that. Yeah. He's a boy friend not a husband yet <laughs> and he probably doesn't need to be now if he's just not doing if he has no if he's just not going to work and he's not going to understand mm-hmm. you know every guys um that's situational some people might have gone through terrible depression or something horrible you might have to help him a little bit mm-hmm. but if someone like i said like example i use perfectly good shape he can work he ain't gonna work or go to school listen this is what i you know this is what i influence i think every young person every young person needs to either be starting a business, working mm-hmm. some type of nine to five job, mm-hmm. or needs to be in school or doing all three or two doing of three something. or one of three, one of those other, or be in the military. Mm-hmm. You need to be starting a business. You need to be in the military. You need to be coming up with um, your own organizations or facilitating something for yourself. Mm-hmm. Or you need to be in school. Or you need to be working making nine a to move. five or something. You need to be making, you got to stay on the move. Mm-hmm. Especially, see, because a dominant male can be with a passive woman because he can do this, but a dominant male and a dominant woman, if the woman is dominant in that relationship, it might mess with his head a little bit. Mm-hmm, exactly, because now he got somebody that's relationships will affect your success. They will. So Yeah, because now this guy has somebody that he wanted to just be there and kind of nurture him. Now she's doing the same thing his mom was doing. And, you know, because of what his mom was doing is the reason he moved out. Yeah, you know that's that's the reason he moved out so fast. It became dominant because he didn't want to he didn't want to have this person always on him telling him about the things he was doing wrong. She want he, he needed somebody to kind of help him understand why he was doing those things because he couldn't do that. If you if you keep telling anybody um like anybody with a who's leading a team 
All right, if you're going to tell somebody what they did wrong, can you also talk about what they did right, too? Exactly. Because if you just tell somebody what they did wrong in, like, a demeaning, in a condescending way, you're already the authority. So if you you tell them that, all they're going to do is just, they're just going to be defensive, and they're just going to get, you know, I mean, they'll get all mad. You know, they'll get all mad, and they Mm -hmm. might just do it even worse or something. Like, they might do it on purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, but putting people down won't help them when you're, um... Trying to tell them when it's like kicking somebody when they're down. Kicking somebody when they're they're down. He's already down, but you just don't know it. But now you're kicking him. Mm -hmm. So now he's going to be ready to move out. So then that's why it always fails. You know what I mean? But then the females just don't, they're they're always like, you know, like my sister, when she was telling me, but why don't y'all, why don't guys ever try to just understand women? We go through stuff too. I said, I understand that. That doesn't make, that doesn't change anything I said. I said, just because it may not be right or you may not feel right that a woman, you know, women just don't feel like, why should I have to have his food made for him and cook for him and, and have his do his laundry when he gets back? And I don't even know what he, what he was doing. He took a long time to get back. He's been hanging out with his guy friends and drinking or whatever he's been doing. He, I don't, he don't spend any time with me. Why should I have to be taking care of him when he gets home? That's, and the answer to that is because you're just learning something about this person. That you didn't take the time and figure it out before y'all took it the next step. Yes, this guy, when he met you, he's taking you out on dates. He's giving you everything you want. He's calling you beautiful. He's telling you, you, you everything he needs. He wants to marry you. He, he, wants to, he just wants you to be his queen. Female. Guys, I'm going to say most guys. Some guys, may just, they might use that just to get what they want or, or get sex from a female. But most of the time, guys really believe that when they say that. If they, may, if they meet you as a friend and you're understanding everything about him, he's telling you stuff about his life and you're understanding and you're like, blah, 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 you know, I'm with you on it. I'm going to be there. I'll be there for you. I'm your friend. That guy is going to naturally fall in love with you. We call it lust. You know, uh, at church, we call it lust because at that point, it really can't be love because you have, because that guy is messed up too because he didn't take the time to learn that female more. So now both of y'all are just, Dating the mask. Y'all are dating each other's surface level. Surface, surface level. level dating. You know, not a deep level. <laughs> it's you not don't the have deep a, level. A deep, intricate, which is just another word for deep, level of understanding for that person. Which is all a relationship. Yeah, which is pretty much what a relationship <laughs> is. Um, and guys, also another thing, please be careful. And I, I'm I'm gonna tell you flat out, if I'm being honest about the number, mm. you should probably only have Unless you are in a community group or a Bible study of extremely well-trusted people whose purpose is to help you out and lead you and guide you, Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have but maybe one or two people at most who know about who know the details of your relationship because some people will influence your relationship because sometimes y'all will go to um, people. No, we sometimes we will go to people about advice for our relationship instead of asking God about it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes people can make it worse, to mm-hmm. be honest with you. They can. Um, some people can make it worse. I'll say something on that. What's when that? you said go to God about it. Mm-hmm. That's the, and see, before you try to form a relationship with any person on this planet, you need to find a relationship with God. Oh, yeah. Because if you don't have a relationship with God, that means you haven't even found a relationship with yourself. If you haven't found a relationship with yourself, there's no way possible that you will ever be able to have a clean and a, and a bright relationship with anyone else. So it begins with God. Put yeah. God first. Because God is going to allow you to be comfortable with yourself. And if you're comfortable with yourself, any guy you go meet or any female you go meet, you're going to be yourself. So now if you're being yourself, 
when this person starts to like you, you're confident because you know that this person likes you and not just what not, not just the person that you pretended to be. Same thing for guys. If you just be yourself from the beginning, see, like I said, we're afraid to be ourselves because we're, we're afraid of being turned down. We're afraid of, of people not liking us. But that's what you have to be. You have to accept that people are not going to like you. Some people are not going to like you. And those are the people you don't want. If somebody doesn't like you and you know you're being you, you don't want that person anyway. Or, or you can say, well, if this person doesn't like me, I wonder why. So try that first. I wonder why this person don't like me. And if they, you figure out why this person don't like you, and you're like, well, if I change that part of me, that's going to be a negative change. Now you know what, what people really want of you. If people are coming to bring you upward or bring you down. Mm-hmm. It's all about forming a relationship with God, knowing who you are, knowing your expectations, knowing your standards. And you and just it's smooth sailing from there. Exactly. It's all about being real. And that's the bottom line of all this. The root of all this mm-hmm. is having a relationship with God mm-hmm. because He has the keys and the answer to everything. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the end of the podcast right now. Mm-hmm. We'll go on to the next subject, the next topic. I don't know yet, but we will be figuring out soon. You guys take care. <laughs>